Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Some sweaty pits there, my friend. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some oh, sweaty yeah. pits. Let me lick it. Okay. Let me lick it. Let me lick Let it. Me. No. No. Get away from me. <laughs> Jesse is attacking Steve with his tongue right now. Too many men. <laughs> He's got his raise too many men one. shirt on. Raise your arms. Jesse, for Cadre. No. Raise your arms, Steve. No. I'm going to raise this arm in victory. And the reason <laughs> I am doing that is because Nino Niederreiter signed I, with the Nashville Predators. You're right. Like, I predicted correctly. Did you, did you have a source on that? Like, did you cheat us on that one? No, I was just like, hey, there's the fit. Okay. Is it, you know what, man? Preds are loading up again. What's up with this? I Dave Poyle listened to our show, <laughs> and he's one of uh, he's just joining the group of Central Division GMs, telling me to fuck myself directly. Right, like him, Joe Sackick. Yep. Remember, remember Matthias Ekholm getting traded. Yeah, and Philip Forsberg getting traded. Yep. because that team was going to rebuild. Yeah, LMAO didn't happen. LOL. Um, can I can I tell you guys a funny story? Sure, it's Go from Mister Brightside six one eight on Reddit. Oh, <laughs> he's got a funny story. Sure. <laughs> and it actually is just a fact. It's a fun fact. Zidane Chara is expected to officially announce his oh. retirement this offseason from the NHL. This isn't a fun fact. He's the only active NHL player to have played against the Maple Leafs in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> it's Friday. I just thought I'd throw that at you. My brother in Christ. I know. There was one uh, in NBA circles floating around a couple of days ago. No NBA player that's currently active has faced the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs at all. When was the last time they made the playoffs? Oh, gosh. I I don't know. But it hasn't been since an active NBA player has been. They used to be perennial. Growing up, they I guess were. that's how I, well, I remember I the, the Shaq line. Not worried about the Sha- the Sacramento Queens. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> Last time the Kings were in the playoffs was 2005-2006. Wow, they were. Wow, they were. Wasn't Vladdy Divac and like who was who was on those teams? They were. They were wasn't a good it team. Page Stoyakovich. That's yeah. who it was. Yes, it could have been both. I don't know. I just remember them being very, very, very good. So they haven't made the the NBA playoffs since Crosby and Ovechkin's rookie year in the NHL. <laughs> wow. Holy shit, Damn. we're enough. That dude had a whole career. They got they had Vladdy, they had Chris Weber, Doug Christie, Mike Bibby. Doug Christie. Man. Hato Turkaloo. Oh, Hato when he was good. Ooh. That was the, in his uh, Hato days. Both. Oh no. That was the 0102 Sacramento Kings. Vladdy, Chris Weber, Peja, Doug Christie, Mike Bibby. Chris Weber man, never line. got his due. Chris Weber was so good. He was so good. But, yeah, but but he never turned into the guy that I think that they thought he was going to be. But yeah. he was so good. Well, he made a mistake in college, so let's hold that against him forever. Yeah, he called the timeout. How dare he? Idiot. Yeah, because uh, he had such a high ceiling, like rookie of the year coming out of that, and then he was part of the that great uh, NCAA team. And then yeah, is that he Michigan? Was never. Um, where did he call timeout? Was it Michigan? I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't. I don't know. Who did he play for? Chris Weber. 
Yeah, NCAA. it was Michigan. Yeah, is this yeah, where Michigan. you thought the Today Show was going? <laughs> it Come was on, Jesse. Michigan. It was Michigan. Yeah, I knew it. But he never turned into like an NBA champion, you know? But he look never, at this. He never five, led a team to a championship. Five-time NBA All-Star, five-time NBA uh, All-NBA team member, former NBA Rookie of the Year, number one overall draftee of the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors, another Golden State, uh, until Steph Curry, Golden State really was a, a, a poster child for shitty <laughs> They traded, didn't they trade? They were the ones that traded Vince Carter to uh, Toronto, right? They did the Golden pick swap. State? I thought it was. And it was Antoine Jameson? Charlotte? No, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was Golden State, wasn't it? I thought it was Charlotte. Vince Carter draft. I love this. Team. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up something else. What? Oh, selected by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and well then they done, traded Adam. him for, for some reason, they did a swap with the Raptors. The Raptors yeah. picked Antoine Jameson. I don't know why that trade ever happened. Yeah, no, that's very confusing. Like, why didn't you just pick the people you wanted? Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you, you like guys in the draft, you know. But so, they, back back to Chris Webber, Chris Webber, we never had that conversation. Sure. That's like your number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. You uh, never win an NBA championship. You're never the best player on your team to lead a team deep into the playoffs. That's a uh, that's a failure of a career. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's sh- for a number one pick. For a number one overall. For most pick. people, it's like, hey, you did pretty well. Yeah. Wow. Just in terms of expectations, he fell short. Wow. So What's Sh- the equivalent in the NHL, Steve? Sh- Shane Wright going fourth is a blessing. <laughs> yeah, it could be. There you go. I like that. I mean, geez, is that part of the reason why people look at Matt Sundin and they go, you piece of shit. You're so trash. You're garbage. <laughs> he might be. I don't know. Like Marcel Dion has got to be the best NHLer to never win a cup. Yes. But Sundin's got to be top five. Got to uh, be top five. There's, I mean... Dino Cicerelli, for some reason, people say is the best player to not win a cup, and they're wrong. They are wrong um, about that. They're, he might be the best player not in the Hall of Fame, or at least he wasn't. He in is the Hall now. He though. is now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's him. Um, the, what I was looking up is with Chara retired, there has to be one active NHL player, bo- uh, not born, drafted in the 90s remaining. And I'm almost right. There isn't or there is? Are you counting Craig Anderson? Jumbo? There's, so there's Joe Thornton, who is without a contract, so I don't know if yeah. he counts. Then there's Craig Anderson with an asterisk. Because he was drafted in 1999 and in 2001. Well, he was drafted in 99 then. He's a 99 draft pick. So he was a third round pick in 99 for the Calgary Flames, mm-hmm. and then he told them to fly a kite. And then two years later, he was a third round pick in 2001 for the Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. One guy. Well, he was drafted in 99 and 2002. So it still counts. 99 we is it. We are old. We are. When was the Mike Smith drafted? 2001. I checked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, who's old Mike Smith? And I immediately went with him. And Spezza thought, would have been in there too, right? He was in, was he a 2000 or 99? I think he was 2000. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I love the summer pods where we're just like, hey, do you know the answer? No, but let's look it up. No, but let's look it up. Um, Who's the highest draft pick since uh, the lockout uh, to have the worst career? Highest draft pick since the lockout. Top five pick who hasn't panned out. Sidney Crosby. Since. uh, Uh, Top five. Okay, well, Cam Barker is up there, although I mm. don't know if he was picked. Dion's got to be up there. Ooh, he was nominated for rookie of the year, though. Nominated. No, what do you win? What do you win? 
Yeah, yeah. For the and, I, and I, yo, I liked. I was one of the weirdos who liked Dion when he was in Toronto. But uh, you are weird. For does Yakupov? Oh, Yakupov has to be number one. Yeah, I mean, he was the first overall pick. He's oh yeah. I still say like he could still be in the league, and he was mismanaged. He led rookie scoring. Like it's possible he just continued to not get better and in fact got worse. But I feel like if you pick a guy first and he fails immediately, basically, that's a little bit on you. Either you shouldn't have picked him first or you mismanaged his career. That's on yeah, you. Yeah, there's no yeah. part of that. Sorry, don't that blame the 18-year-old when you've got a bunch of 55-year-old dudes who've been in the game for 30 years, a bunch of good hockey men. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, and like, but also it? the Oilers at that point were so poorly run. Like they it was were. so bad. It was mm-hmm. so so bad. Well, th- and the wasn't the argument that I want to say it was uh, Daryl Cates. Who there's another story. We're waiting for more information there. But he overruled his scouting staff, and because they wanted Ryan Murray, still a bad pick. Yeah. <laughs> well, like that's the thing, right? Like just, just who the hell was scouting that man. draft? That that reminds me. That reminds me of. The the in depth I don't even know what it was Steve but the in depth look at the uh, the the Boston Bruins when they have Shirelli saying yeah they, we got to trade Sagan oh just does not commit to defense or whatever it was that he said I was like oh my God, you should never work again he was in the room Jim Benning was in the room um yeah there are a lot of guys like high up in NHL offices who were in that room for that willingly released footage they willingly released that to the world yeah. They maybe shouldn't have. Yeah, they may. Well, and I think I think after that, we haven't seen a lot of general manager footage. Uh, like no. Dubis, Dubis. Uh, whenever his tenure comes to an end, the only way he erases the Nick Foligno trade that was caught on television for Amazon's documentary is if they win. The, so that series was somewhat notorious for how heavily vetted it was by the Leafs. And Still had some crazy shit in it. Well, that was one of the clips where I'm like, ooh, surprised that made it in. Yeah, spicy. I guess they had to put something in. Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> Let me read you guys the top five of the 2012 draft. It's something. Oh, Yakupov to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Columbus drafted Ryan Murray. Yep. Montreal drafted Alex Galchenyuk. The New York Islanders drafted Griffin Reinhardt. Ooh. And oh. the Toronto Maple Leafs got Morgan Riley. So Brian Burke took a lot of shit for saying he had Riley number one. <laughs> he had Riley number one based on 17 games. He played 17 games in his draft year, had a knee injury, and he was right. Yeah, well, yeah, he nailed that. Let's go to the next five. Who was who were the next five? Six to uh, ten. Next five. All right. There, there's um, some other good players too. Anaheim drafted Hampus Lindholm. That's a good player. The Wild drafted Matt Dumba. Good, That's player. A good player. The Penguins drafted uh, Derek Pouliot. This is serviceable. The Mickey Akpu line was good. Yeah. The Jets drafted Jacob Truba. Is that the same pool? Yeah. Oh, Tru- yeah, Truba could be in the conversation for number one there. And wow. the Lightning in the drafted Slater Cuckoo. Uh, with their, f- oh shit, with their first first round pick of that draft. They had two? Go look at who they picked oh, 19. Oh, and number 19, Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, yeah. The other argument there is Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Philip Forsberg. I think 12 mm-hmm. he was picked. But that's, a, that's a, a tough draft. That's, but like, a, that's a weak draft. Well, see how there's players, though? There's really yeah, good yeah. players in that draft. Just like, not in the top five. Who leads that draft class in scoring? Uh, the 2012, let me go back to it. In goals, Philip Forsberg. 
with. and then uh, Thomas Hurdle. Philip Forsberg had 220, has 220 career goals. Uh, Hurdle has 181. And what about points? And in points, the leader is Philip Forsberg, 469. Who's number two? Hurdle, second, 387. See, okay, I, I'm unmaking the point I thought yeah. I was supposed to make. Like, <laughs> I, I, I like Thomas Hurdle, and either he's severely underrated or... It's maybe not good if he's the second best scorer. I in the think draft. it's a weak draft. I think Forsberg. When, you would. I think you'd argue that he went. He would go first now. No, oh, Andre Vasilevsky would go. First. Oh, oh, Vasilevsky. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, easily yeah. among skaters. Yeah, yeah Vasilevsky skaters. first. Philip Forsberg, and then you got a mishmash of like could be Riley, could be Truba. Yeah. Then we're getting down to like you could even select Dumba. Like he'd be top five. Probably. Not great, but like Cody CC is the. Uh, one, two, three, like 15th leading scorer in terms of points from that draft. What? Like, <laughs> it's not great. Maybe the, the second draft isn't the best. Thank you, Berkey. <laughs> Holy shit. He's 15th. He's a, I didn't count it fully. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you can nine, just... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19. Still not great. That's pretty bad. Yeah. 19th uh, leading point getter from the 2012 draft is Cody CC. Right after him is Josh Anderson. Right above him is Alexander Kerfoot. Yo, Kerf would definitely go like top 15 in a redraft. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah. Shit. Wow. Tom Wilson's in that draft. That's a good, that'd be a good, oh, pick. That's a good pick. pick. He'd be top five. Yeah, for sure. Wow. That's a really bad draft. Holy shit. Wow. So then you you you're like, okay, maybe we don't blame Edmont- Edmonton for a swing and a miss. Mm, like what were the Yeah, we do. It's more fun. <laughs> yeah, we do. They didn't have a lot of options. Hey, come on, they had the first pick. You gotta hit on the first pick. That's true. Yeah, if, if you yeah. do anything other than hit on the first pick, you, you fucked up, man. It'd be like drafting what, Chris Weber. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why it's the first pick <laughs> and it's so valuable. Because it should be the easiest pick. It is weird how far in advance these picks get locked in. Like, Cam Fowler, I remember dropping from, he was supposed to go third and he went 12th. And that was huge. That he dropped nine spots in the draft. Like, that's not huge at all. When you think about it. It's It's pretty big. It's pretty big, but like, it shouldn't be. Why? Because, like, you're trading because essentially we're talking a year ahead of time. When you trade up in the draft, when you trade for a, a higher a higher pick than the ones you have, where you get acquire picks, you're essentially trying to set your difficulty to easy, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you get into the top ten. The higher you draft, the easier it is. Yes. That's the theory, anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if somebody like Cam Dro- Barker drops and he's in the easy category, not Cam Barker, Cam Fowler, Cam Fowler. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, you made not Cam me Barker. Who I was talking? Yeah, about. Cam Barker. Uh, that was the Anaheim Ducks defenseman. Yes. Right. Cam Fowler would have been the Chicago Blackhawks pick. Opposite. Oh, wrong? Sorry, I, I can... Okay. Holy shit. My so who is it? Who dropped? <laughs> Cam Fowler is the Ducks pick. Barker went third overall to the Blackhawks. Oh, okay. So when Fowler dropped, yes. that that means that on easy mode, a bunch of GMs said, Mm-mm. nope. And they were right. They all went, nope, 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 nope. No, Fowler's great. What are you talking no, about? No, he sucks. How dare you? No, he's not a leaf. He sucks. How dare you? If he was on the Devils, he'd be worse, right? Oh. Am I right? Man, irredeemable at that point. I don't hate the Devils, by the way. I think they're going to be good in about 12 months. You'll never forgive them for taking Doug Gilmore, will you? No. I, you know what? Actually, I have to say, my first hockey jersey was a New Jersey Devils jersey, and it was Doug Gilmore. Wow. 
I never got a Leafs jersey uh, until I think it was like grade six, grade seven. But yeah, I had a. I had a very brief soft spot for the Islanders when they got Potvin. Oh, I was thrilled when they got rid of him because I loved Brian Burrard. I loved Brian Burrard so much. I was just really sad. And I'm sorry. I was Brian really Burrard sad. was so great though. I got trivia for you. All right. Mm-hmm. So I have the drafts from 2005 to 2015. Okay. That's 10 years worth of drafts. A lot of drafts. Only three top 10 picks did not reach 55 games in the NHL. Can you name any of them? Well, Griffin Reinhardt. Lock, lock it in. What year is that? 2012. We just talked about him. He was fourth overall to the Oilers. 2012? No. Or wait, wasn't. no, he wasn't. What are you talking about? Didn't he go to the Islanders? Islanders. Sorry. Not 2012. Reinhardt? Griffin Reinhardt? No. I, we read the 2012 top 10. Remember? I Reinhardt was, was in that. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I'm doing? I have it still sorted by points. Oh, way to go, dumbass. Yeah, fucking idiot. All right, here we go. Griffin Reinhardt, there we go. He was okay, an yes, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> and they, uh, what did Edmonton get? They got, they got Eberle for him, didn't they, or something? No. It was some ridiculous... No. No, they traded the 16th overall pick. For Reinhardt. And the 16th overall pick was Matt Barzell. Oh, man! It's bad. It's bad. Oh, Steven. Yeah. It's bad. I didn't know. Yeah. Why did you do that? I, I'm sorry. Why did you make them do that? I, Holy shit. I, that's a that that deal was bad. That gets worse every day. The, the whole that whole draft. Barzal was, McDavid could have been. Could have Barzal happened. McDavid uh, and and dry uh, sidle. Oh, nuge. Imagine they just kept Hall too. Why not? Imagine they hadn't trade Hall. Like, like they could have just kept Hall. Remember, they they, imagine, they traded him and they didn't have to? Imagine how many cups the Oilers would have over the last decade if they just made vaguely good decisions. What if they did? <laughs> like, what if they, sh- you know, the first half of Kevin Sheveldayoff's tenure in Winnipeg where he did nothing, did not make a trade. What if they just sat? They just sat. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Peter Shirelli versus a potato. Potato wins. Potato wins. Every time. Damn. Like, we're not even being cute about that like that is f- that's fucking crazy the barzal thing i forgot about that i love bringing this up you can still probably look it up on canucks army um they invented a bot named sham sharon yes named after cam sharon who i believe worked for the leafs analytics department i think he's recently left um but it was basically they made an algorithm and they put it up against the Vancouver Canucks drafting record, and they tried to see who would do a better job. And it was basically the algorithm would just pick the next highest scoring major junior player instead of who the Canucks picked. Oh. <laughs> and, and the bot, Shamsharon, kicks the Canucks ass. You gotta go look it up. I wish they would still do that. I, I really hope they bring it back. They it's been a long time. Stuff like that, man, this, the, the Nation Network, when they did that stuff, man, it was so good. It was, was so good. I want to say it was Thomas Drance and someone else. Yeah. Yes, Jesse. So you got one. Okay. Griffin <laughs> Reinhardt. What's the, what are they? So, from 2005 here. to 2015. Yeah. There are, I'm going to, I'm going to expand it a little. There's six players to not play 69 games in the NHL. Whoa. Six top 10 picks, I should say. I should add that. They're top 10, six top 10 picks to not play 69 games in the NHL. Who are they? 69. Uh, there's a guy, the Rangers drafted 10th. 
and I don't remember his name. But he was, is he on there? The Rangers drafted 10th. Let me see if he's on my list. I don't have a, a full what the list. What hell is his sure. name? Uh, and he was, I remember he was ranked like in the 40s in draft yeah, experts. He is, like, you, are, you have nailed it. The Rangers drafted this player 10th. Uh, I'll give you the name. Dylan McIrath. McElrath. 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 Yeah. Remember that McElrath? It's that not spelled the way you think. No, yeah. it's spelled McIrath. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dylan McElrath. That's how you should pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. McIrath is such so much better. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Dylan played 66 career NHL games. Uh, three goals, two assists. Philatov. Still got to the show. 121 penalty minutes. Oh. Oof. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm going to make it somehow. Um, Filatov played more than 69 games. Nope. I'm pretty sure. That's, he he's a member of the list. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Really? Nikita Filatov, 53 career games for Columbus. Is it top five or 10? Top 10 picks. Top 10 picks to not play 69 games in the NHL. Wow. 2005 to 2015. Dmitry, uh, Nikita Filatov makes the list. Slater Cuckoo has played over 69 games. He's been uh, in the league. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah, okay, not okay. on the list. Um, let me triple check. Uh, Yak. Okay, maybe I should go back to 2012. Yak has. Um. Murray has. Galch has. Lindholm has. Riley has. And then, oh God, oh God, I don't remember the order. Uh. Uh. No, done. You want the names? Give me the names. Give me the names. All right. In 2005, the Vancouver Canucks drafted 10th overall Luke Bourdon. Well, he's an unfortunate story. Uh, we don't, I don't know. It. We, we don't. Oh, well, neither did Bar Down. Um, so they recently did a post about like recent draft busts. Oh, the thing we're talking about. <laughs> right. But he's he's not a bust. He passed away. Oh, um, wow. He was involved in a vehicular accident and he passed away. Okay. Oh, gosh. There yeah. you go. All right. So that happened a long time ago. So mm-hmm. people don't know that mm-hmm. so, yes yeah, 2005 draft pick there it is that yeah. is uh tragic yeah bar down uh got they got uh that's that's the sort of thing that um tortures me like in my research of trade mm. trees when i'm like oh yeah this didn't work out for this team that didn't work wait mm, why didn't it work out and i go and do some research and sometimes it's just the guy didn't work out and other times it's something a little bit more tragic in 2007 boston drafted zach hamill who played 20 games in the NHL had four assists. I want to say he ended up with Minnesota at some point. Yeah, I remember Zach Hamill. Only 20 games. Uh, who was the GM in Boston at the 2007? 2007? Oh, man. Wasn't uh, Harry, Harry Sinden still at that point, was it? I have no idea. I don't I think, think it was Harry Sinden was yet. like, mm, just after Bork went, Sinden went. I'm so it sure. wouldn't have been Shirelli. No. Sure. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think so. Uh, Scott Guinea. Was a draft pick of Dallas Stars in 2009. Scott Glenny. Glenny? Oh, yeah. yeah. So my, the reason I know Scott Glenny is that I, I know Scott Glenny because um, when I did RBC Junior Hockey Magazine, um, he was the only player I ever booked for an interview for that show who just ghosted us. Oh, <laughs> I've heard this story. Really? He just didn't answer the phone. He just didn't answer the phone. And you never found out why? Nope. Played one career NHL games. One more than the rest of us. That's true. One night only. 
Uh, Henry, he would definitely make that book. And then we had uh, your New York Rangers pick in 2010. Dylan McElrath. And that's the... And then Griffin Reinhardt. Reinhardt. And uh, from the 2012 draft as well. uh, Nope. Slater Cuckoo did make 186. And that's the list. He's still in the league. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. He's still an effective player. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Let me ask you a big Twittery question. Can I ask you a big, fat Twittery question? Ask me a big, because fat Twittery question. I saw a friend of the show, Haley Salvian, putting this out. What has I she keep, done besides everything? Yeah, besides being, yeah, besides having one of the most unbelievable years anyone's ever had. Yeah, she went to the Julian McKenzie School of Do Everything. Yes. And he went to the Haley Salvian School of Do Everything. Uh, uh, Haley uh, tweeted out before the show, show me your, 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 uh, your trade proposals. For Kachuk. Oh, hell yeah. Flames fans, what do you want? And if you're, a te- yeah. if you're a fan of an acquiring team, who uh, who do you want to give up? Who would you give up? So I'm going to ask you guys this. Not, not in the same way that she did, but I want to ask you straight up. Would you do Mitch Marner for Matthew Kachuk? As a Leaf fan? Yes. Absolutely not. Okay. I saw that come up a lot, and I was surprised. A lot of a lot of Nylander come up comes up, and I'm not surprised by that because uh, not because Nylander's a bad player; it's because he's a very good player on a very good contract, and it makes a lot of sense for Calgary, who's going to have like 25 million in cap space, uh, take on a guy who's going to score you 60, 65 points, and do it for less than seven million dollars. That's pretty cool, right? That's great. Yeah, that's why the Leafs should keep him. <laughs> Well, exactly, one hundred percent. Right, right. So, so, and I did see some Marner stuff come up, and I thought that was surprising because, for I was looking at, it, I was like, no way. Is it hell. surprising though? Oh, so they're trying to trade the whole Leafs roster. Oh, whoop de do. I think what I was surprised shocked. about is like, did you guys not watch the same games I did? This trade proposal would have made more sense if Marner was just coming off the Montreal series, but he's not. He was really sick last season he was one of the best players in the league and then was also good in the playoffs they just they lost to tampa man fuck and the what people making these trade pro- proposals they're like media members and nhl executives and all that oh, right? yeah, not just absolutely. random people on twitter no, that's right? just it's the all no, the executives no, no, no. burners so let's be shocked that random hockey fans are trying to trade well, okay. everybody off Lisa so, 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 so i have been seeing this a lot in the last few days can you believe this Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I don't fault people for having fun with it too. Like, for oh, God's yeah, sake, everybody fun. relax. It's fun. But what, if you were if you were a Leafs GM and you had to make that trade, you're like, your owner says to you, Larry Tannenbaum calls you, threatens to kick you in the chest if you don't get Matthew kick Kachuk. Kick you in the chest if you don't get Matthew Kachuk on the on the uh, on the roster for next season. What would a even though he's not coming to Toronto? Just to be clear, everybody. But if you had to give up. From the Leafs team, from their prospects, what do you think's a fair deal? First, can you give me the contract that Matthew Kachuk has with the Leafs? Because that matters. One year, nine million dollars. One year, nine million. Okay, go ahead. Well, oh, so you're not going to get the long term deal out of him? Well, okay. So let's let's live in a fantasy world where he signs. Eight, where he'll stay in Canada. Eight, mm-hmm. yeah, fantasy Which world. Where, all well, things fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> eight years, nine mil. Eight years, nine mil. Or not, yeah, eight years, nine mil. Whoa. Let me ask you this. Do you do Nylander Sandin? No. Is that too much for the Leafs? Is it too little for the Flames? It's, well, okay. In terms of value, it's roughly there. 
in terms of <laughs> making sense for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just don't think yeah. it is. Uh, oh, I'm going to push you guys. I want to make this uncomfortable. I mean, God, they really don't need a nine another nine million dollar forward unless they trade somebody <laughs> right. right with it with the number. Unless, yeah, uh, you're right. So that that helps it make more sense. Um, I wouldn't do it. No, I'm no, not. but I'm going to force you. You got to do it. Okay, Larry then, Tannenbaum is threatening you with a right, kick to the chest. Here's Jake Muzzin in a first. Like, yeah, no, that's not. No, that's, actually, though, you deserve to get kicked in the chest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because it doesn't make sense for their roster. Um, mm. I'm challenging you. Put so, together the best offer you can. So you you move Kerfoot because of the money. Okay, that's fair. All right. Um, Kerfoot has to be included. I guess you can have Bunting. Fuck you. You can have Muzzin. You can have Bunting. What are you doing? I'm so, oh, sorry. As a GM. <laughs> see, can he answer these questions? Because he's actually a GM. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. going to give you a list of guys. Here's what you can have. Pick this, from these guys. Yeah, that's tampering? what I would do. I would I would fire up the little trade proposal thing in NHL, and I and I pile in the guys I don't really I can that are expendable in this situation. And Nylander and Marner aren't one of them, or either of them. You know. Does that even does that make the Leafs better? No, no, getting Mac and Chuck isn't what they need to do. No, I think everyone thinks we're one snarly player away from winning, and that's just not winning how it around. Works. It's not how it works. No, man. this team that is currently constructed is one, no, two goals away from winning around. Is Matthew Kachuk a goalie? And I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, what would have helped them the point. most this past year. Good point. <laughs> good know? point. Yeah. Okay. So they have a prospect. Oh God, what's his name? Wolf, Dustin Wolf. I think is his name. I'll take him in a deal. If you're oh, from Calgary? That. Oh, yeah. If, if we're talking about wants and needs, mm -hmm. give me that shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Leafs have one of the, in terms of prospect rankings, they're still like 11th on a lot of lists in terms of system, but their goaltending is like in the bottom 20s. It's just terrible. For what? For in terms of prospect strength. That's surprising to me because they have so many guys. Yeah, but they're, but not, they're not necessarily good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's like, it's that it, you could sign all three of us to the Leafs organization. It doesn't make us good. Right. I just, I look hey, at, we're pro there's prospect Jesse Blake who's played five total games in his whole life. Yeah. He's big. <laughs> He's big though. He's big. He's got a big wingspan. They'll, they'll, they'll draft me purely for size. That's you right. You know what? <laughs> Stick me out there. You'd, I see potential. You'd have done well under the Burke and Nona's years, man. Oh yeah. Uh, big wingspan. So I, Jesse had to throw a good rabbit punch. And you're good. Just, just a little <laughs> grab yep. him by the collar. <laughs> oh yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, okay, no, so 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 then let me let me say this. Let me reframe it. I knew you guys would hate that exercise, which is why I did it. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I enjoy watching the two of you squirm. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Correctly pick. I'm going to make all of us going to pick a team. Correctly pick the team that Matthew Kachuk gets traded to. The Detroit Red Wings. Oh, you go. Well, my, my guess is the St. Louis Blues. I'd hate the Bruins, but my guess is the St. Louis Blues. The Bruins. You think he's going to the Bruins? Yeah, I do. Makes too much sense. They, what I could they it. possibly give up to get him? Um, like, outside of, like, honestly. I'm trying to think of the kids they've drafted recently. They can't have the greatest prospect system. They've been too good <laughs> for too long. Hmm. What? Hmm. No, because uh, Calgary needs younger players back, right? Hmm. Uh -huh. If you're 
if you're Calgary, you're not taking any of the older deals. Like you're not taking Taylor Hall. And and Jake DeBrusque could be a part of that, but they've just healed that relationship. Yeah, he rescinded his his trade request. Um, yeah, Hall, I think, could absolutely be part of it. Well, if you're the Flames, you look at how you did in the regular season last year, and you have to be thinking, no, we actually like there's a window here, even though you got killed by the Oilers, like killed. Um so I don't I don't think age is as big of a factor in that deal as you think. Meanwhile, the Bruins are like sort of in a retool. No one wants to use rebuild anymore, but they're not. Like this is an honest to goodness. Yeah, Bergeron and Krejci apparently both coming back, but Bergeron still not decided. Back. Yeah, they're they're bullshitting. They're <laughs> both coming back. Both of them for less, and it's going to be obnoxious, and I hate it. Okay, that's so annoying. I just don't know what Boston gives up. Like you could say something, something, and a first. And my always thing is like, why and a first? And 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 it, could it be two firsts? Maybe, but I just feel like Calgary doesn't need firsts. I think they need to win now. There's also the side of Calgary that they need to get rid of this guy. You know, like we're we're looking for the best packages for Calgary, but they're not coming from a position of strength. No, everybody knows they have to get rid of this guy. So they might end up taking something that they don't want to take or that we look at and they're like, oh, we Calgary got fleeced. I ask for Swayman and then I wait for uh, Cam Neely and Don Sweeney to stop laughing for about 20 minutes um, <laughs> and see how that goes. Yeah, that doesn't make sense on uh, Boston's side. You know, some sort of get Matt Grizzlick in there. It's not great. <laughs> well, and, it's and, not great. And if St. Louis does it, my I was looking at that because that's the, that's the rumored location because there's huge family ties there. Let's say it is the St. Louis Blues. What is it? How much does Tarasenko have left on his deal? One year, seven and a half. Ugh. So that just puts you in the exact same position, but cheaper and older. Like, they're not going to give up Robert Thomas. They're not going to give up Jordan Cairo. Um, Are we going to start seeing GMs realize the error of their ways and be less likely to give trade protection? Because, like, this is a, a great example. Like, two guys from the 2016 draft who don't have trade protection. I should throw that in there. But they're requesting deals to specific teams, and that's really screwing teams over mm-hmm. Kachuk seems to have a list of two which is a better offer than Nashville is well, I think Nashville offering. and New York uh, are in there oh really oh yeah um, I don't I think it's more than the Bruins and uh, and I think Dallas was a potential as well Kachuk could be a bread Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic or reported the Blues the Knights the Panthers Preds so sick of the Vegas Golden Knights. Knock it off. Get a calculator for God's sake. No, you're not. We're in on Matthew. No, you're not. Okay, Jack. Stop I it. You're Jack, not allowed. Jack Eichel, Matthew Kachuk. Trade. Stop one for one. it. One for one. Stop it. <laughs> Figure it out. Mark, how about Mark Stone? No. <laughs> I'm just throwing names out there to piss you off. I'm so you know what? sick of that you know what team. It is? Alex Petrangelo for Matt Kachuk, straight up. Yeah? Anybody they've just signed to a long-term deal, goodbye. At, out the fucking door. Yeah. Get out of here. Figure it out. I'm so sick of them. That's enough. No, you're sellers. 
You're getting rid of salary because you have too much of it. You are not in on Matthew Kachuk. Fuck off. Stop. Good Lord. If I'm the Detroit Red Wings and Stevie Y right now, I say I can get you a package of Philip Zadina, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi's a year away from UFA as well. Eh, And he doesn't want to play in Canada and he's not vaccinated. Figure it out. I'm getting, he can't, I'm, Bertuzzi cannot get into the States. If he, if he goes north of the border, he cannot get into the States with the American vaccination laws. You cannot come in. Because of Trudeau. Because of Biden. <laughs> oh, we'll see. You can't, it's the same law both sides. No one seems to recognize we'll see. that. Right, I, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm not capable of understanding more than one thing at once. We'll, we'll see if that's still the case. Okay, that might come, change. Come right. October when the season starts. We'll see. Uh, but that's my package. It's there, it's Bertuzzi, it's Zadina, it's a first round pick. It's those three that are the starting point for Matthew. Kachuk. I want Sebastian Cossa, their first round pick goalie, and they tell me fuck off, mm-hmm. and I go well, too bad. And uh, you know what? A winger. So I'm asking get, for Lucas Raymond. I gave you Zadina. That's the winger in no, the deal. Zedina, oh yeah, I, no. a winger the who hasn't old. really worked out yet. The yeah. 22 you know year old. All right, who plays? Jesse, no. call me back when you're serious. Click. That's <laughs> no! what I do. I'm giving you the Guy with, what I do. Played 160 games. He's got 25 goals. No the way. 22-year-old. You, you oh, traded yeah, Lucas Raymond straight up for John Tavares. And you think you're going to get Matthew <laughs> Kajak for Phillips? Luke, Lucas call Raymond. Me back when you're serious. Lucas Raymond's on the untouchable list for, uh, for the Red Wings. Well, then you put me on your uncallable list. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that yeah. conversation. Like, oh, I bet line. they do. I bet it's, imagine it's Stevie just, Wise got like knee slappers yeah. for Ken Holland. It's socially awkward yeah. old guys calling each other and then trying to lay insults. I'm sure it is oh, yeah. pretty Ken awkward. Holland. Where did I get Ken Holland from? Sorry. Yeah, you know. Not it's Ken Holland. Not sure living. Ken Holland. Yeah, that sure one. Living, yeah. The, the other, other, other Alberta guy. Yeah. Boston pizza. Mmm. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, do people know that? They uh, Canadians know that he was on fucking dragon's den for six seasons or whatever yeah so yeah. brad Treliving's dad owns boston pizza oh yes that's right yeah i feel like people don't know that yeah i think i think they don't didn't, didn't no people mike, have watched dragon's den and mike cam or mike comrie's dad and parents own i think the brick the brick yeah, yeah. there's yeah. some wild ones where you're like whoa really crazy well that's like uh because he wasn't like a big time NHLer. He was sort of mid-tier for a while. And he was with Hillary Duff and people were making fun of him for being like a kept man. Like the poor one or yeah, something? And it's like, like, oh, no, 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 no. Not quite. <laughs> no, no, they're actually uh, there's actually room for both of them to be fabulously rich. Yeah. Believe it or not. Crazy. Oh, crazy story. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> man, the weird shit that people try to pick it people yeah. for. Like, yeah. it's weird. That's weird. I don't know why that would be a problem anyway. If your partner's richer than you, great. Cool. <laughs> like, if they're super rich, fantastic. Oh, you're wealthy? Yeah. Oh, it must be a big oh, problem. Man, that really strikes <laughs> my manhood. I can't... I would sure hate to jump in my McLaren every morning that I didn't pay for. Oh, That'd be man. great. That fucking sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> but what of my pride? <laughs> hey, oh, God. Uh, Jim Living was on Dragon's Den for 15 seasons. No. Nope. People know Jim Living. No, they don't know. And he doesn't look exactly like Brad Living. <laughs> Not even exactly at all. Exactly. They look so much alike. It's kind of... Don't a bit. They look a lot the like twins. That's how genes work. 
um <laughs> like uh, said, leo is uh the mailman's dad yeah he definitely son, is so. yeah, he looks like his mother <laughs> yeah. he does look like his mother yeah i'm not trying to be insulting he just blonde like hair mom. blue eye and his mother is dark hair brown at what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> he has your eyes you're the blo- you're the yeah. blue eyes guy yeah. right? right kind of yeah well, you got blue eyes her mom's got blue eyes though oh yeah, damn. He's got my shoulders. Sorry. So I saw it recently. I'm like, ah, got one. Hopefully he doesn't have your back. <laughs> Fuck. Hopefully. No, he uh, doesn't. Um, that kid's built like a brick shit house. All right. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This guy said who? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, what? And then I realized it's Friday. I'm like, oh, we have to have Dave on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Dave, I thought you were trying to tell me that Dave Basta was like a prospect in the in, in an organization. I'm like, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I like. I do him for he, Kachuk. He's a youthful guy, but I didn't think he was like. You know what I'm saying? No. Oh my god. Anyway, I, Ian Scott, prospect from the Leafs organization, had to retire at 23 years old. He's just such a tragic story. Man. Injuries, man. Injuries. Yeah, he uh, WHL goalie of the year. Um, you know, we were actually just talking about the Leafs prospect pool. I mean, he was near the top. Mm-hmm. He had a hip injury, a surgery, I believe, that kept him out a full season. He played in a preseason game for the Leafs. I think some people will remember that. Looked fabulous, made an absolutely just a incredible highlight reel save. And then shortly after, left that game with an injury. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the last game he played. Ooh. He didn't even really play in the minors. Um, I mean, he's retiring from playing. I hope he's not retiring from, you know, working mm-hmm. with or working in hockey. You know, potentially working with goalies. It'd be, it'd be great if he, if the Leafs found a way to keep him part of the organization. Right. Um, like how cool would it be to have a goalie coach your age? Oh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Who can understand you a little bit? Yeah. That'd be great. Understand you a little bit, you know, relate to a little bit more. And I mean, like he clearly had all the tools, uh, there. I, I think there's a real unique opportunity there. And, you know, most, most importantly, I hope, uh, he gets his health in check because I mean, Jesus, your hips kind of the center of everything. Um, yeah, man, it's a sad story, but like, it's, it's one that I'm, I hope gives him some peace. Absolutely. Um, uh, we also have more updates, uh, on the hockey Canada situation, scandal, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, now Katie Strang did another in-depth article going into sort of what happened the night of with Dan Robson and Ian Mendes. And I'm going to let you read it. I think rather than recant, yeah. recanting it, I think it's better that you read it because they did all the work to find that story. It's just come out and it would be, I think it would be, um, I think we what you need to know is, yeah, we're not doing it justice. And it also goes into very specific details. 
Um, a so few it's, rather alarming specific details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which shouldn't really come as a surprise given what we're talking about here. But it's a, um, it's somebody who was pretty close to the event, um, and you know, I, you know, as this continues to unravel, it's been very interesting in 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 this country that, um, you know, I mentioned the politicians all uniting on the same team for this one. Yeah. So of all the national newspapers, all the newspapers, right or left leaning or mid-leaning, whatever you classify one of them as, uh, they've all led with this story every day for the most of the past week. Sometimes there's just a right and wrong. Right. And isn't that... It, it is nice to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, like I said before, you know, it's, it's nice to see a consensus sort of... Nobody took this and politicized it. Yeah. Nobody's stepping up and going, wait a second, Hockey Canada, those are, those are good old boys and you don't understand. I think this is a, um, it's a bit of a mea culpa. I think it's a long time coming. And I think this is an opportunity for, for a huge reset in this country. And, and with our national, not our national sport, technically lacrosse is a national sport, but you know what I'm talking about. Fighting with Twitter yeah. already. Um, <laughs> you know, with the sport Welcome that, you know, world, is Adam. such a huge part of our identity. Um, and, 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 uh, and I think that, you know, if it's done the right way, Good can come out of this. A lot of good. Yeah. We were sort of talking about it beforehand. And like, I don't want to say the story with the eight players has become secondary because it hasn't. But mm-hmm. the the big story here is the, I mean, geez, there's a rainy day fund for like sexual assault mm-hmm. within a government funded organization yeah, and since sponsors and, and fees since we've recorded last podcast where we talked about the national equity fund hockey canada came out and they said they're not going to use those funds to cover up sexual assaults anymore high five which is wow guys great job but it doesn't mean they're not going to use other funds they didn't say that <sighs> they didn't say at any point we're not going to use funds to pay this out i mean obviously they're going to but really what you have to do is you have to report it to your insurance company. That's usually where lawsuit no, because come out. then the insurance company investigates and they don't want that. Yeah. So the problem, the 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 big story here, um, or the story that has been born from this story, is are the systemic issues. You know, it's sort of the the comparable, I guess, with the Kyle Beach story is he had his story. There was there was John Doe. There was John Doe two. We didn't know all these details. And then the more that came out, it became, how did the Blackhawks allow this to um, slip through their fingers? And then how did, or like, how could this happen to another team? I have to interrupt you. I can interrupt you. We just got a statement from Hockey Canada. Oh, like, like right, right now. now. Right now. Can I read it? Uh, okay. No, no, this is, this is, this just came out. Okay. Uh, yesterday evening, Hockey Canada learned of an alleged group of uh, an alleged group sexual assault from 2003 involving members of the 0203 National Junior Team. After being contacted by Rick West, head of C- TSN slash CTV National News, with disturbing details about the alleged incident, Mr. West said informed Hockey Canada he has spoken to multiple witnesses who provided him with explicit descriptions of an assault. Following an interview with Conservative MP John Nader who is in possession of the same or similar information. The details in Mr. Westhead's email were deeply disturbing, and Hockey Canada immediately contacted Halifax Regional Police as Halifax was the co-host city of the 2003 IIHF World Junior Championship and also notified Sport Canada of the information shared with us. We have urged Mr. Westhead to immediately speak to police and encourage his sources to do the same. We also implore MP Nader to contact authorities with any information he or his office has received on the alleged group assault. 
Hockey Canada is committed to bringing an end to a culture of silence in hockey. This is why we are publicly calling on for anyone with knowledge of this incident to come forward to police, and we are being transparent in how we learned of this alleged assault and the steps we are taking to address it. Prior to receiving Mr. Westhead's email two weeks ago, Hockey Canada staff heard a rumor about something bad, quote, this is a quote, something bad at the 2003 World Juniors, but were given no details of any sort. We immediately reported this information to Sport Canada uh, in order that uh, in order to learn more, Hockey Canada hired a third party investigator to try to find more information. They were unable to learn anything before we received details mentioning this in the above email from uh, sorry above in an email from Mr. Westhead. We believe the alleged incident from 2003 should be investigated by the authorities and we urge police to open an investigation into this disturbing situation. Hockey Canada will cooperate with and support the authorities in every way we can. And we urge anyone who may have relevant information with the incident, uh, you can contact Halifax Police uh, uh, immediately. And then I'll finish it off here. Hockey Canada wants to hear from anyone past or present who feels they are the victim of mistreatment, sexual violence, harassment, or abuse by someone affiliated with their organization. And then it says you can reach out to Canada Sport. Whatever. And like it gives a bunch of contact information. Holy shit. So that's, that, that's why I interrupted you. Obviously, that was, a, that was pretty big. Well, I mean, what a emphasis on see how it's systemic mm-hmm. there's a problem here wow. with an organization that apparently goes back decades here where um they've created a culture where uh hockey players and and when there's incidents of sexual assault it goes under wraps and they've wow. allowed this to foster and to and to thrive away from the public and it's coming to a head, and thank God it is. And we can finally change the ways of of our national hockey program. This this would make Rick nauseous, but like this guy needs the Order of Canada. Well, well, yeah, I don't disagree, but I think you know. Uh, so it, 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 that statement's big because um, if they knew. If there was record of it, if who's, there was a cover-up, if there was they? a payout, Hockey Canada, oh, Hockey Canada, they would have had to admit it there. What do you mean? Well, if oh, in the right, statement, yeah, if there was a if there was a payout made, mm-hmm. that Hockey Canada would have had to say there, or at least under their new, we're being completely open. They would have had to admit it. Now, the, I I wonder if the way around that, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm just throwing it out there because it needs to be. Um, I wonder if. If, if non-disclosures play a, a part in that. However, Hockey Canada seems to insinuate here that they didn't know. I, ass- I would also assume that uh, there's a lot of plausible deniability with the people who would have been there at the time. It's, that's yeah, 20, maybe the staff that's, that's, that's 20 over. years ago. Yeah. The people who are, are currently running Hockey Canada might have not been around and might not have been, been in a position to know about this incident. So, so the people this, there probably don't know. It goes across administrations. Yeah. Although, uh, we mentioned Bob Nicholson last show. I believe it said he was the head of the organization 1998 to 2014. Mm-hmm. So he would. He's been, not there anymore. But he would have been there for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If and if he's he, somebody. If he's somebody who was around when the National Equity Fund was established. Like he would have been throughout all this, and then uh, the establishing of that fund that's used to pay out uh, uh, court cases. So when was that fund established? Twenty thirteen or fourteen. Okay. Um. The other thing I remember from Rick's, no, I think it was uh two thousand nine and then two thousand. 
14 was when they had the most recent number of the 14 million. Oh, okay. Yeah, but okay. they don't know exactly when it was established. They just have the the record keeping since 2009 to 2014. See how much information there is mm-hmm. and how confusing it can be. Like Jesus, we're right. gonna, like, there's so much. Do we just give Rick a segment and have him on every well, week? Well, like, uh, no, I think I think you just let him come out with his story and we'll no, follow along. I know. He's he's every time I speak to him, he's working on something else and Yeah. Um uh, what was I about to say? The other thing, so you mentioned non-disclosures, and one thing I remember from his reporting, and this goes towards what you were saying about the government being united, is I believe at least one MP, but I think it was multiple MPs, asked Hockey Canada to basically, uh, anyone that Hockey ha- Hockey Canada has bound to a uh, non-disclosure agreement, they want released from the non-disclosure oh, is that part of it? Uh, that's part of their demands, yeah. Wow. Holy! I just as like, if that broke during our conversation about yeah. It. Do you see how bad it is? Yeah, it's the, happening. It's literally information's happening all the time. Completely constantly. coincidental. Yeah. Wow. Like that we were in the middle of talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many more of these cases have just gone away over the last twenty years? Yeah. Joe Yurdick uh, just tweeted that he said, "Can you imagine how many more have been swept under the rug? Stuff like this should dismantle these quote leadership groups and get people to actually give a damn about the humans." Uh, to lead and you know i think i think he's right and i've talked about this before i don't know how hockey canada survives this i I don't know i just don't know how that like you i think you go all the way you you might be looking at a situation where you strip it all the way back to uh to the studs here and rebrand it and start over and that could take a couple years to really sort out but i don't know that that affects hockey at every level in this country I my I can't even wrap my brain around the potential It'd be an enormous task. Like I'm thinking about like just for example uh, an organization like the Whitby Wildcats, mm-hmm. you know, minor hockey organization in Durham region. What is their connection to Hockey Canada? What do they get from Hockey Canada? What do they give Hockey Canada? And then if Hockey Canada were to disband, then what? Well, I think you'd have a successor organization ready to jump in. So I think what you have is you have Hockey Canada sort of like a rump and then you have whatever is the next the next uh, version of it because it will be, you know, you can rebrand it, you can repaint it, you can call it whatever you want. The next version of whatever Hockey Canada becomes will be an extension of this one. It will just be, uh, there will be a clear line in the sand where, nope, we're not this anymore. Right. And so what they'll have to do is maintain... And then while they're maintaining and holding, holding their ground on continuing youth sport in this country and continuing to develop hockey players, they got to be building a program for the next. And then whoever the leadership group is, is going to be the bridge between the two organizations. But that's a, what's going to happen. A theme throughout this, though, has been Hockey Canada's complete lack of preparation. Right. And that's, that's the thing is that these guys are all gone. Like the, the whole leadership executive. You're gone. Are you guys? I, I'm embarrassed. Are you guys oh, not yeah. embarrassed? Because like this is this I, is worldwide news, guys. Yeah, this well. is like my national hockey program. Like I'm Canadian. This is Hockey Canada. I, I care about hockey. Yeah. And like this is the if if you're another country, if if you're somebody in Sweden, you're like oh hockey the the national hockey program in Canada covers up sexual assaults and has done this for decades. Wow. That I'm embarrassed as a Canadian that this organization has been run like this for decades. I think there's a lot of people at the helm of their own respective national hockey agencies wondering, you know, what do we got? 
like what don't we know what do we know sure uh and like i'm not trying to play like well eh, don't throw stones uh, yeah like, i'm just but, eh, but that's shit. that's not that's the so case bad. right now like no, the case not. is it's canada it's it's and really we bad. have a terrible culture it's around a, hockey and oh. it's awful it's a uh, i can't look to another country and be like well you don't know but but you know right now currently it's yeah. us and as canadians it's it's garbage what how we've been running our hockey program it it is hot you, you know how those memes about people who make one thing their entire personality as a country <laughs> we've sort of made hockey our entire yeah, personality our flag. and right now hockey in this country specifically our governing hockey body is an international embarrassment yeah it's a nightmare i didn't um i just i think the reason i reacted the way i did when you first said it is like it repulsed me you know what i mean mm-hmm. made me feel really bad mm-hmm. holy oh, shit i'm this embarrassed is, this is so bad man wow yep we weren't prepared for no of course not uh, i think uh, how could anybody be i think it's just starting to break now on twitter like i'm just starting to see it pop up more and more and more so listen remember sorry but before uh i remember we debated what before people really picked up the kyle beach story we were talking to each other and we're like is this the biggest story in hockey because it kind of feels like it, and no one was talking about it. Mm-hmm. The difference uh, about 14 months after that story broke is this is the biggest story in hockey. Indisputably, By it's the what way, everyone's talking about. We had Rick on almost a year ago today for the first time. I know. So I that's, know. it's not 14 months, it's 12. Like, really? Yeah, but he his original reporting began in May. Oh, mm-hmm. did it? And oh, then okay. we My started. Bad. I thought it was July. My bad. We I started. Was... No, I think we had him on in July. Oh, I think, he, I think his reporting okay. was late May. Okay, fair then, enough. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but like, this is going to be like, if you don't like it now, I, I mean, it's only going to get worse and it's only going to get more widespread. Everyone is working on this. Um, this is the biggest story in hockey for the foreseeable future, at least in this country. Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Welcome to the reckoning and let's do it now. Let's do it now. Let's change it now. The best, the, the, the best time to change it would have been yesterday. Or 25 fucking years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the next best time is right now. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, it's going to get ugly. And then let's make sure that this, this type of shit does not happen. And I'm not yeah. talking, as Rick always says, these things are going to happen. These are going to happen. It's how they are dealt with that matters. Reducing them and, and dealing with them properly. Right? Yeah. That's, the, that's what matters. The type of shit that should never happen is allowing a government organization to set up a separate, a separate fund that's filled with tens of millions of dollars to cover up sexual assaults. Yeah. That's, like, that's something like, that should, will never happen again. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. F- phones starting to light up with, are you seeing this shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, and it's popping up in casual conversation too. <laughs> like, um, uh, like I, I remember having to like explain the Blackhawk story from scratch, and I don't have to do that anymore because everyone's read about this because it's available yeah. everywhere. It's news. It's, it's news. not just sports news. It's just news. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, it involves elected officials. It involves uh, don't screw with people's money. All right. So, we'll, we'll, oh my God, we'll so wrap much. the show there because I don't think there's anywhere we can go with it in terms of like the the story. It literally just broke. Yeah. So <laughs> so. Uh, obviously there'll be follow-ups Monday. Rick has not dropped the story, but you can assume one is coming. Um, and, uh, and we'll try to, 
uh, we'll try to squeeze in Matt Kachuk and Nazem Kadri next to it too. That's the hardest part, honestly. It's like you're 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 talking about like stuff like who's going to sign where and what trades are going to work, and then and then you and it's buttressed with this. It's very very. You know, a quick press conference. I have a lot. Of questions. Yeah, do you want a press conference? Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think we've done an hour yet. So. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> we have, but yeah. Uh, this is from at Green Knight eight eight one one. It's for Steve. Okay. Bill Smith. Steve says a lot. Steve says a lot that the cup is only awarded because it has to be. It has to be each year. If you were to come up with a criteria for a team to to meet in order to actually win the cup, what would it be? Okay. Let's not take my little jokes literally. Um, like, listen, the Tampa Bay Lightning are brilliant. There's a reason they've been to three straight finals. Um, they draft extremely well. They coach extremely well. They develop extremely well. They uh, sign extremely well. They exploit the rules extremely well. They're brilliant. Their success isn't an accident. The Colorado Avalanche went on a, a tour like the Eagles and just just ripping everyone off. <laughs> just uh, Lou Lamorello, thanks, yoink. Kyle Dubas, thanks, yoink. Um, the Ottawa Senators and Nashville Predators in the same trade, thanks, yoink. <laughs> and they just kept ripping them off. Um, uh, I guess my criteria would be your, your success <laughs> needs to be clearly intentional because there are mm. how how often do we see teams in the final four where we're like how the fuck mm-hmm. how did you get here can i can i can i posit a, a theory on that okay to answer his question the president's trophy should matter more like like an uh EPL. football yeah. yeah it should matter more like because the the stanley cup if in- you look at it from a hockey position the the, the way that you win the stanley cup is a completely made up circumstance. It's not. <laughs> it is. It's completely because it's, the playoffs are nothing like the regular. The season. playoffs are uh, nothing like the regular season. So if you want, if you want to look at it like the 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 Stanley Cup, the Stanley Cup is awarded the way the Stanley Cup is awarded. But what I would say to you, instead of saying how would you award it differently, I would just say make the President's Trophy matter because it should matter. It does matter. It's a completely different style of hockey. Against a completely different group of players, uh, a much wider range of players. And uh, to be honest with you, it's a far more, because people tend to be healthier during the actual regular season than they are during the it's playoffs. more accurate representation. So f- of where the teams actually are. Yeah, and the sample size is 82 games and Rather than four rounds versus random teams. Like the, the Stanley Cup is a fucking, it's like a... Throw th- throw some shit against the wall. Yeah, the good teams do rise to the top. Yeah. But then there's teams like Montreal that go on a run. There's the LA Kings from 2012. A good well, team so went on a run, though. The Montreal Canadiens' success last year, or the year before, however, I don't know. It's the summer. I never know how to phrase it. Um, wasn't a total surprise. Because I remember saying for several years, okay, yeah, no, this team's not very good. But if they made the playoffs, watch out. Mm-hmm. They'll fuck some shit up. And you were right. And then they did. They were the 24th team. And they took on the fifth ranked team in the East. They in were the, the Penguins, eight. and they beat them. 
Right. And, and the then, Penguins didn't want a five-game series against them because they thought they might beat them. And then they did. And you're not even talking about the yeah, cup year. You're I'm talking not about even the, talking about the year they made the final. You're talking about the bubble year. Yeah. I'm, that's the bubble year. The yeah. next year, the same thing happened. And the only they were reason. trash. <laughs> yeah. They barely made it all the way to the final. Right. Canadian division is what got them into the playoffs in the first place. But but this is my point. You're proving my point. No, no, is, I know. The... the the reality is, in a completely fake instance that doesn't exist, Montreal's good. But in the real season, with all the teams and all the players, where everybody is playing on a level playing field, everybody. I think what you're talking about, though, is a league issue, not a team No, issue. no, I'm not talking mm. about an issue at all. All I'm saying is, you, you, the guy has asked you um, if... If you know the Stanley Cup's awarded because it has to be, which is a joke, and I know you're tongue in cheek yeah. about that. Yeah. What I'm saying is the fact that we completely fucking ignore the President's Trophy because well, that team didn't do great in the in the postseason right. is bullshit. It's 82 games. Hmm. It's eight months. That is that is a significant award for a team to win. It feels unique to North America, doesn't it? It does. That it we, does, we ignore give, the regular season championship. We just don't care. And like yeah. in baseball. Baseball, if they make the wild card game, they're fucking celebrating with champagne and c cigars. Yeah. No, baseball is the worst example of what you're talking about because they play so many games <laughs> and it can come down to one. one yeah, you, like, your first game could be a fucking one game series in the wild card. Three or 162. No, but 163 is the wild card. Oh, game, yeah. You play right? 163rd oh. game as Toronto Blue Jays. You miss, miss by one game, you know? Yeah. Like, it's fucking awful. And you could play a game, a team that's 10 games ahead of you. And boom. Yeah. And that's then, what I mean, though. It's completely artificial, though. Yeah. The wild card is completely artificial meanwhile yeah. in europe we are top of the league Sit, we are top of the league that's right and, we, and here it's we don't fucking care yeah, yeah. but they have tournaments wake me up in april like ufa or sorry ufa uefa yeah. and 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 other champions League, whatever it is you know they have their own tournaments mm -hmm. where the top teams from those leagues go to the quote-unquote playoffs and play for another trophy but that right. doesn't like we have Concacaf here, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like you know, we you win you win the league title and then you win the championship and then you w go to Concacaf and try to win that, right? And I think I think sometimes we 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 for some reason people are like the President's Trophy, Puh, gross, disgusting. Well, it's because Ew. the President's Trophy winner has rarely gone on to win the Stanley Cup, so it's there are it's two become, different awards. They're two different seasons. It's become meaningless. Like the Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy this year. Does anybody look at the Flo it's Florida a huge Panthers and say, you know what? Those guys are champs. It's it's a huge shit. No, the Florida Panthers are champs this year. They are regular season champs. Art. <laughs> yeah, see? Art. See, but that's the wrong attitude to have. I think you give them their respect. Yeah, but how do you quantify that when a team like Tampa takes a step back in the regular season to have more in the playoffs? Exactly, because it's a different season. They're two different seasons. If Hockey is right. different from 82 games to the know. playoffs. You if know the that. Leafs were to win the President's Trophy this upcoming season and then lose in the first round, they would hold a ceremony to raise a monument of their failure. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but that's we what that flag but We, we shouldn't look, look at, at it like We that. should say they were the best team out they of all the teams. They were the best team in the regular season. They just didn't win in the playoffs. Nope. No. It's Lost like when it mattered. Fart. It's like, when, uh, it's like when TFC went all the way to the CONCACAF finals. People yeah. were like, well, they won the regular seed and they won the, 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 the local championship or like the, the North American one, but they didn't win CONCACAF. So it, nobody, nobody said, well, their other two awards are bullshit because they didn't win CONCACAF. That's the thing is what I'm saying is we should celebrate every level of success, not piss on one to pump up another one is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're asking for society to change 
what they do it's and just don't not value, it's, it's, and it's, it's just not going to work. They can they, if the NHL and the NBA because the same situation, and I guess MLB could do things to make it matter more. Yeah, they uh, could change the way they structure their regular season so that it's a celebration of the the uh, team who finishes first. But they have never gone towards that. Nope. Here's it, it, <laughs> give us three hundred dollars and for mid range seats. And your two favorite players are load managing. Fuck you. And here's here's the other thing, man. Um, in 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 EPL, you win the regular season title, whatever they call it. Um, those teams usually bought all the best players. There's no mm-hmm. salary cap. It's harder to do mm-hmm. in North American sports. There's salary caps here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know either. It doesn't make sense. Logically, logically, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you can like the playoffs better than the regular season. Me too. Kind of like Europe for just being like you're shit. Not only did you finish last, but your but, team's poor and your shit. But your team's yeah. poor and your shit, and you're gonna go to the your team's poor and your shit league until you earn your way out of it. I do kind of like relegation. Relegation would be cool. Relegation would be so yeah. cool. So there's so also cool. so many leagues and teams here that you could do it. There are like, a bunch of there are several NHL teams that next season should be playing the Hershey Bears. Yeah, you can and, they, and losing to the Hershey Bears and losing to like the Hershey if, Bears. if you. If you got the AHL informed in a different way, you know, you could easily do a secondary league with a bunch of these players and teams. I'm not sure we answered the question. I think we did. Uh, <laughs> I think we're great. This one comes from Scott Coleman. Next question. Uh, who would win in a one game playoff? Last season's Leafs roster or the upcoming Leafs roster? Who are you taking? Oh, man. Hard to know at this point. They're like the same. I think it's hard to Could know. They lo- okay, they lost Mikheyev. They lost Is Campbell. Ooh, yeah, ooh, everybody's healthy. In net. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I guess so healthy bunting versus healthy bunting. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, is it healthy Healthy Murray? Why do we even know what healthy Murray looks like? This, I don't know. This feels like the question <laughs> is just, would you like Mikheyev and Campbell versus Yarncroke and Murray? Like about, that's that's the only bloody difference. Abel, really. you know, well, and the Samsonov fourth line. Fourth line. Yeah, but yeah, like, no, he's not playing. He's no Spezza. Spezza was huge in the playoffs. Spezza's not there. Yeah, Obey Kubel could be You're like, are you upgrading Stanley that position? Champion Nicolo. Yeah, Obey-Kubel. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really interesting question, <laughs> but I think they're not finished yet. Okay. Ask us that opening night. Mm. Right now. I take last year's roster. Yeah, I agree. This right. is from Mason. Mason has a question for Adam Wilde. Adam, have you played the Uncharted games? No. I think you would enjoy the history aspect of them. I have not played them yet. Okay. Uh, I think uh, the thing is, is that like I'll get into a couple of different series. I love Far Cry. I don't like I like Ubisoft games for some reason. They're just they're open world thing. Far you Cry. Just love Toronto. And Montreal. Yeah. Uh, and I love Assassin's Creed. Love Assassin's Creed. Although I never finished them. I'll like play them for a bit and then the new Assassin's Creed because I don't have time to finish. So I'll get like halfway through and then the new Assassin's Creed's out. I'm like, well, better buy it. Uh, so I never, I never finish any video game. Like ever, Someone, ever, ever. The only game I ever finished was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I saw a video on TikTok of someone who played Be a Pro in NHL mm-hmm. so long that they scored 2,000 goals. <laughs> Even on Rookie, that would take you... An eternity. Would, I don't know. And you're playing 82 games, and you're playing all the shifts, and the. How and many are you people the shifts? play till retirement? 
Oh, there's people like, that are that. There's intense. an end to be a pro, right? I've never gotten there, but I, I yeah, assume there is. It, does it tell you that you're 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 shit now? You're retired. Sorry, you're How joking. many hours are your days? Like <laughs> yeah. mine are twenty four. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't. How know. do you have that much life? Are you know. a time traveler? Do you have a time turn? And like do you get forced into retirement because nobody signs you, or is there like a button like Jerome McGinley, or is there like a button, <laughs> 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 or is there a button where you can retire? Unlike Jerome McGinley, who couldn't hit the button, who just had the league tell him he had to hit the button. I'm going to press the kiss my ass button. <laughs> <laughs> Last question from Michael. How is your training going, Steve? What's this? Training? They said, how is the training going, Steve? Are you doing training? You're working out in the working garage. Out? Like my, my exercise? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's what Michael wants to do. Working sure. out your glutes and your it's, pecs. I, my ass is banging. Like, it's mm-hmm. great ass. I hold the door open with it, frankly. I do. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't really get much back pain anymore. Neck's kind of fucked. But, but that's, that's, <laughs> what? that's, I, I don't know. It hasn't been the same since the car accident a few years ago. But, um, yeah, I'm the most comfortable, uh, that I've been in years. Like pain wise. Besides pain your fu- neck being fucked from a car accident that you decided to just throw in there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was very weird. Yeah, but like I would, I, you know, how, how often would I like hobble in here or I'd talk yeah. about like, I, oh yeah, I'm recording this podcast standing up because my back's fucked, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, and, I remember and that. like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having to psych myself up to go to hockey, I was taking painkillers before and after I would go to play, learn to play hockey. That's ridiculous. Oh my God. So no, I've been working with the trainer and he's, he's got me, uh, feeling comfortable and, uh, uh, physically feeling comfortable and aesthetically got a banging ass. There you go. Life's good. Life's good. It's good to be Steve Dangle. It's, it's good to be Steve Dangle. I feel great. And I got a fat ass. Any questions? You hate to see him go, but you love to watch him leave. Mm, <laughs> that's me. It's good. It's it's great. It's better than good. Really? Are you getting compliments from Mrs. Dangle? Buddy. Yeah? <laughs> All right. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter. At Steve underscore Dangle. At Adam W-Y-L-D-E. And at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.